All right, so um, do you want to go through the rest of this, or you think this is all? Like no, you said, it's carbon pricing. We know what it's about. We can the readers can uh, can go pull it up and read more if they want. All right, and then you said for them to access that, the it's forty five thousand dollars in carbon credits to be able to access this. So you guys have to go buy carbon credits. And then you wire those over through Zelle on the carbon credit financial platform. And then <laughs> all right, let's take a look at this other. Unbelievable, man. I, hey, could we print up a bunch of car? Could we do like counterfeit carbon credits and start selling these things or what? Good question. Uh, carbon budget infographic final. Oh, I think yeah. we looked at that. Pull it up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pull up the, the one below it, though. Oh, yeah, yeah we looked at that one. one. Yeah. Uh, this would be CE brochure. Let's take a look at this one. Climate change training. <laughs> this is good. <laughs> this is an advanced module, corporate engagement and active climate stewardship. Investors have a unique opportunity to use their relationships and influence in the companies and assets in their portfolios to reduce the climate risk to their beneficiaries and across the economy. So my question is, are you going to be investing in this stuff, Jim? I'm not going to this class, no. You're not going to? I might be thrown out. You're not going to switch all your investments over to climate investments? No, but if I knew how to invest in a uh, smart pool company, I certainly would. The smart pool companies, I would say to people that you probably should. I mean, I'm going to, like, I, I spent a half a show a couple weeks ago just because it was becoming a pressing matter. And uh, I found... Oh, you mean after the 8,000 pictures I sent you? Yeah. Well, and, I, and there's at least a dozen companies that are manufacturing these things. That's why I tell people, you know, there's going to be people to tell you you're crazy and you're a conspiracy theorist. Okay, when there's 12 companies, half of them including like mainstream big tech companies, and then other ones are smaller manufacturers building the poles and the casings and stuff like that, it's not a conspiracy theory. It's a real industry. I think they're even projecting it by 2030 to be a, it was either 32 or $72 billion a year industry. You can see the poles going up. <laughs> yeah, How is that a conspiracy? You can see them with your own two eyes. It's crazy. And the, and the thing and is... And all those sensors and gadgets on, the, on, on all these intersections in, this, in the big cities, they're all, it's all new. And they openly admit these things are all 5G replicators and everything to boost signals. And, yeah. when, uh, and, and the fact is, it's not even a conspiracy because it, it's not anyone... There's no one meeting in secret to do it. Like, you can go... Look, I found an article that came out of uh, Denver, I think, last year, talking about Verizon signed a deal with this uh, smart pole company to put up... Um, it was something like a 1,000 poles across it was like four cities and then it was saying there was another deal in the works i think for a hundred thousand of them that was being uh run for 2030 so i'm gonna go over all that stuff so it's not even a conspiracy because they're not hiding it they're talking about it openly they're like yeah we're putting this stuff up what are you gonna do about it all right this one is um climate action 100 plus So this focuses on 166 companies that are critical to the net zero emissions transition. Okay. Who's involved? Scroll down. 
I'm, they have all these focus companies that they they're choosing to be involved in this. Keep scrolling. I think there's a list. Nah, there's not a list. But when you go to the website, there's a list of all these companies. It's all the big companies. And Climate Action 100 Plus, this came up in either something I was reviewing or a show that we did. Um, oh, no. This came up in that article we reviewed from the Texas legislature. Uh, Climate yeah. 100 Plus. Yeah. It's all the big companies. They're all involved. And what? And what is that? That's just a big... Uh, like climate grift association. Yeah. Well, they, okay. they want to push the agenda. All right. So this one is climate finance partnership, a unique yeah. partnership between governments, philanthropies, private investors, and BlackRock to create a climate change mitigation fund for developing countries. Oh, this is nice. The fund has achieved to raise more than $670 million to finance green infrastructure projects, energy efficiency solutions, and clean mobility in emerging Asia, Latin America, and Africa. <laughs> Where are all those places located? The Southern They're, Hemisphere. Yeah, exactly. Uh, CPF and it's going to be managed by BlackRock. Yep. Structured as an investment fund managed by BlackRock. Yep. This project, like all other projects followed by the French and German public authorities, will be subject to the same environmental, social, and governance standards. Well, that's good to know. They'll be required of BlackRock as of any other fund manager. <laughs> so, uh, Jim, where were you? Um, what were you just, uh, as you were doing research, would you just start clicking on um, every document and then going down all these different rabbit holes, finding all this stuff? Well, I found a few documents, obviously, that started with the BIS, and then they would reference certain groups I'd never heard of or certain coalitions I'd never heard of or blue swan, green swan crap, and I'm like, what the heck is that? So I go look it up, and that's how I found all this stuff. Yeah, it just keeps going and going and going. It's endless. Yeah. And the it thing that's crazy is you could literally spend, it's like no joke, folks. Like on any of these subjects we pick, like if I wanted to keep going down the Kaczynski rabbit hole, I could sit there for the rest of my life and keep digging into the stuff. That, I mean, it's just insanity. Uh, this well, one is for, climate For example, trace. what you don't know, Dustin, yeah. is that I have... Uh, let's see. 7,000 more documents. <laughs> no, not quite. I have 61 more documents to, uh, to go through here. <laughs> I've started going through. 61 more documents. That's, yeah. and that is crazy. This one is Climate Trace, a nonprofit coalition of organizations building a timely, open, and accessible inventory of exactly where greenhouse gas emissions are coming from. Yeah. So like that 1750 chart, instead of having it from a country, they're going to have it from a street with oh, yeah. all the smart poles and sensors. Yeah, and this ties right into, because um, I'll get into the smart poles, that ties right into you know Technocracy Inc., a tracking. Back then, they were looking at it as energy consumption, basically. So everything was going to be tracked on how much energy it used to create it, whether it be a product or a service. 
Now they just yeah. do it based on how much carbon it's emitting. And so, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, the ones that are going in the cities, it literally says like they're going to be tracking pollution and the air quality and all these different things. Yep. And then it's going to go into like a central AI generated hub system that can change the environment. I'm like, oh, okay, so let's just pretend like let's just take this at face value. You're going to have a pole in the middle of Times Square. And all of a sudden, it senses pollution. It's going to fix that. What's it going to spray chemicals into the air to reduce certain pollutants? I'm like, oh, my God. This is insanity. Um, All right, so this climate trace. Yeah, in May of 2019, three nonprofits received funding from Google to, to use AI to monitor power plant emissions from space. Oh, my God. Now, that's interesting. They're going to monitor power plant emissions, but they're not going to monitor the emissions from from mining lithium and cobalt and all this other crap for their green power plants, for their wind and solar power plants. Oh, I yeah. wonder if they can monitor the uh, the burning uh, wind turbines, you know, that have been burning down literally all over the country. They've been catching on fire and burning. Did you see that? Yeah. I also wonder <laughs> if this... Uh... The space monitoring, maybe that balloon was not China's, and it was actually one of Google's AI-powered space planet emission satellites. (laughs) So in 2020, January 2020, the vision expanded to cover all global emissions. Additional partners were identified. In July of 2020, Climate Trace Coalition launched, and the work began. In December of 2020, Climate Trace co-host Remote Sensing Technology Forum and UN race to zero and adds new partners and collaborators. Wow. September 2021 released the first climate trace emissions inventory. October 21 coalition member Gavin McCormick received, gives a TED talk on climate trace. March 2022 climate trace and the climate group launched the state and regions remote sensing or STARS, with two R's, project to deliver emissions inventories for subnational governments. What is a subnational government? <laughs> I don't know, but you know what's great about the, I love these timelines when you find these things, like the IMF yeah. one they have about how they've destroyed the world, uh, how they hijacked <laughs> yeah. everything. They're great, but it's so funny because you sit here and you go, okay, well, who's funding this? Because let's say you were a little company called Google. And you walked in and you pitched your new business idea. And you go, listen, we're going to launch these uh, satellites and balloons. We're going to monitor the emissions going on. Like, and nobody would invest in this. So who's actually... Well, it's interesting you say that because in the Rockefeller book, I didn't know this, the major initial funders of Intel, the, the microchip manufacturer, mm. and Apple Computer... Yeah. was a company. That company was owned by the Rockefellers. <laughs> it's all owned by the Rockefellers. And then and then the ones that aren't owned by the Rockefellers, you could always find the seed money came from the CIA or came through like a, a, a government grant or contract. It's basically it. Yeah. And then, then like with all the companies today, you just find the same 25 oligarchs behind every single one of them and all of them are doing business with the government. Yeah, I mean, I'm a third of the way through the Rockefeller book, and so far there's only, yeah, about 20, 25 people identified. It's just a a close little club. Yeah, 
And then, and then, and like, as you just move forward in time, they just have new guys. So now it's like always Elon Musk, it's Peter Thiel, it's Mark Zuckerberg. You know, they just add new, new players. Like those yeah, are just the new guys them. that take over but, from Bill Gates. And, and they're running companies, but it's not them. They're not involved. They are literally a rounding error. No, no, they're handing out cash for those guys, though. They're just like bag. Yeah. 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 So July 2022, Climate Trace adds granularity to its emissions inventory with data on emissions by individual greenhouse gases, carbon dioxide, methane, and nitrous oxide. Huh. Interesting they don't mention water vapor, the largest greenhouse gas at 97% of all of them. <laughs> Anyways, continue. And the ability to compare emissions potential over 20 or 100 years. November 2022, Climate Trace releases its first facility-level inventory covering more than 65,000 individual sources of emissions, representing the biggest known sources of greenhouse gas emissions from more than two dozen industries. Coming soon to a theater near you, comprehensive facility-level data representing all major sources of emissions as well as monthly and weekly data. That's why you have the lights and the poles going up, folks. Mm-hmm. Yep. And just like uh, when they say that, don't worry, even though robots and AI and automation are going to take over all the jobs, there'll be more jobs available for you because uh, you'll get to help run the prison planet that you live inside. It's pretty cool. <laughs> you can yeah, get a become an electrician so you can put up these poles. <laughs> exactly. So I'm going to go back. Be like, find a career that you can do building a prison planet. My nephew's becoming an electrician. I need to have a conversation with him, tell him he needs to get in the smart pole and sensor business. Yeah. yeah. All right. This one is uh, climate action. Hundred plus global investors driving business. Yeah. Transition. So this is this this is the hundred plus. I think this is where they list all the companies. Just scroll through this, and we got to we got to end the show. Yeah. You and I both uh, have things to do. We got stuff to do, folks. All right. Yeah. Focus companies, companies oh. with board level oversight, all this crap. Just keep going. Yeah. A milestone year. Yeah. We got oh, here, wait. I'll just read this top bullshit. one so people know what this is. Climate Action 100 Plus, the world's largest ever investor engagement initiative on climate change. With 70 new investors joining in 2021, Climate Action 100 Plus now has more than 615 signatories responsible for a record $65 trillion in assets under management. $65 trillion. So let me put that into plain English. The Bank of International Settlements, in a document we previously reviewed, said they need to get the asset managers on board so that they can uh, they can push their portfolio companies to do climate change and ESG and all this crap. A portfolio, you know, asset manager would be something like BlackRock. Okay, so what they've done is they've gone around the world and they've gotten you know all these asset managers, six hundred fifteen of them, managing sixty five trillion dollars to now then go put pressure on their portfolio companies because they own X percent of the company. That's all that means in plain English. Okay, and that's where we saw in that Texas legislature article where was it uh, State Street or Vanguard that pulled out? Of uh, I think it was Vanguard. Vanguard. Yeah. Vanguard. 
All right, so that's interesting. So we've got that. So this is how they built this little crime family. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, there, and there's your note on this one, Black Rock Vanguard and State Street. Yeah. Because um, it says progress being achieved by investors through Climate Action 100 Plus is emblematic of how times have changed and reinforces how seriously large investors uh, are in addressing climate change as financial risk. All right, so we're going to go down here. Oh, look at this. There are a bunch of companies here. It's just a name of company. It's a bunch. It's all the big companies. That's all this is. Yeah. Focus company commitments. Rolls Royce is even there, folks. I think uh, uh, there was a, a oil and gas company down up there, too. It doesn't matter. It's, it's just basically everyone. Uh, this says overall, mm-hmm. no company performed at a high level across all indicators, and there were clear gaps around short and medium term targets. Scope three emissions and aligning capex with a one point five percent. So they're basically saying, you know, you said you were going to do this, you needed to do that, and you're doing something, you know, that's not enough. And I've noticed recently that a lot of these bigger companies are they they pledged to reduce their CO2 emissions by 2030 of, say, 50%. And what they're doing now is they're going back and revising those pledges lower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like pledging money to your church, and then uh, you just don't have the cash. Right. So you revise your tithing. <laughs> church I is know a good we said 10%, but to we've before. got to go one. Yeah. yeah. Let's see. Oh, wait. You got to... Uh, New Just Transition Indicator, which assesses impact of companies' net zero transition on its workforce, communities, and supply chains. Of the climate accounting assessment will be provisional, meaning focused company results against it will be publicly released, but the assessment itself will be subject to change in future iterations. Oh, that's what you're just... can, Which means we can move the goalposts when we when we deem necessary. Yeah. Oh, this looks holding important. boards accountable. So, okay, that's that's no different than you know uh, this. You can scroll over the comment. You say, um, "Why is it do this sometimes, folks?" Engine number one owned just 0.02 percent of Exxon stock, yet won three board seats. Engine number one won one board seat as BlackRock, Vanguard, and State Street all voted against. Like, no, they voted against Exxon. I mean, that's how they got in. Exxon engine number one only owned 0.02% of Exxon shares, and they got mm. three board seats because BlackRock, Vanguard, and State Street voted them in. Mm, okay. Yeah. All right, let's see. Different companies aren't willing or able to respond to the challenge of moving towards a net zero transition they will look for new leadership where signatories don't see required progress for companies yeah the next is to ask board complete extortion it's complete extortion you have a you have a big publicly traded company and you're not on board with what blackrock vanguard state street tell you they're going to vote you out yeah so basically they're just putting all their puppets uh on these boards and everything. Yeah. Which the majority of them came out of government anyway. (laughs) Good show. Right. That was good. Listen, what's a big takeaway from the books you're reading now? Seriously, because I've been telling people, I pulled them up on the screen, I showed them. The other thing is, where are you finding some of these? So, for instance, 
I think it was Earth Broker's first edition on Amazon. It's like 60 bucks. Is that what you paid? I have no idea what I paid. I bought it a while ago. Oh, okay. Some of this stuff isn't stuff that you've gotten like recently. Right. And then the other one is, where did you get the Rockefeller one? Because I didn't see that. It's not um, on Amazon. You have to go to his website. Okay. So you got to buy it direct from the author. All right, so yeah. I'll pull that up and show the audience um, uh, where to find that. So, Because I know some people had asked um, where to get it. Plus, I actually wanted to buy it for a couple of people. I'm going to get one for my father and say, listen, take a couple nights off of Tucker and read this book, and then you will realize that you're wasting your time watching Tucker talk about Chinese uh, satellite balloons. It's, I, I can't remember who I told this to the other day. Between Anthony Sutton's Federal Reserve conspiracy, the Earth Brokers, and this Rockefeller book, it puts 95-plus percent of the puzzle together. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, then what happens literally. is I think when you find stuff like this or you know any of the crazy transhumanist stuff and MK Ultra stuff I look at, as soon as you look at it now, you just go, oh, yep, okay, that fits into that part of the blueprint. Yep. It's, like, really easy because, like, when you're reading the Rockefeller one and it's telling you, we, uh, we went out, we funded worldwide propaganda, we had to get all these scientists to develop all these social engineering, mind control techniques. It's, like, every uh, every piece of it, you go, okay, that fits into that part of the blueprint. So you said it's the Rockefeller book. The Ant Anthony Sutton, which I'm actually starting on on the next show, and then oh, the uh, and then Earth Brokers. Yep. And you said though between those three, you'll understand uh, ninety five percent of ninety five percent. Now, if you read that little um, disasters and climate change book too, you you get the real science that shows, you know, earth uh, earthquakes and not earthquakes but hurricanes are not increasing in intensity nor right uh volume yeah like amount yeah then you'll I mean, understand you how, how, charts, how, like, yeah, yeah, how the science yeah. griff side of it works yeah but i mean between yeah. rockefeller sutton and earth brokers that's going to basically show you exactly the sort of worldwide matrix that we're living inside of yeah and then all the yep. pieces just go to uh go together i mean that's a lot of the stuff i'm getting into now is all about the total mass like mind control that they run through internet and everything else i mean literally if you're just sitting around living on the internet you're just essentially being pulled right into the the, the system it's crazy like i mean and that's one yeah. of the big things i told the audience probably the biggest move you could make in your life if you've got kids and or grandkids that you're concerned about is figure out how the hell to wean them off the devices i, I mean one of the big yeah. decisions i made is um and and hopefully you know depending on the show and stuff how it goes but this once we get this piece of property that's going to be a lot of what my show is but i made a decision with my kid at least i don't want him uh you know once you're a kid you're four or five years old you start to remember things and i'm like i don't want him to remember me just working on websites and things for people i mean the show i'll do because this is like performing it's it's a form of art it's research you know, same as if you wrote a yeah. book, but I want them to see me out in the yard 
you know, uh, chopping down trees and doing things with my hands. So I'm like, Planting that's stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. like, so over the next three or four years, I have to transition to where that is half of my life all the time is doing physical stuff, you know, having a commercial kitchen, we're canning, we're prepping. I want to, I, I mean, I'll figure out how to sell that stuff, turn it in, but I'm like, that's what I want to do. I don't want to be like, dad's got to go down in the office for 14 hours and program somebody's website. I'll see you later. I'm like, I, I don't want that to be what he sees all the time. Right. And if your kids, if you've got young kids, of course, they're going to be active in, you know, stuff, right? Whether it's Mm. sports or theater or whatever, they're going to be active in stuff. They're going to get involved. And that takes up a lot of time as a a parenting Mm. time. But if you've got off weekends and off time, instead of sitting, whether like you said, if you're doing stuff around the house outside, get your kid involved. You know, that's a good idea. Yeah. Um, But I think, you know, things like, Going hiking is underrated. Mm-hmm. You know, you're out in nature. You're, um, you know, you're doing stuff with the family outdoors. You're not on your phone. You're not on this. You're not on that technology. You're just out. You know, there was a, um, I can't, I'll never forget. It. it was, I can't remember if it was the hundred years of the national park a few years mm-hmm. ago. And my daughter and I went hiking in the North Carolina mountains to this park and they had this cool like scavenger hunt mm-hmm. for, the the hundred year thing, but I think parks need to do more of that. The scavenger hunt was to find pictures or like of flowers, mm-hmm. and they would give you the name or the, or a tree or a salamander or whatever, and that was cool. That was fun. Oh, you guys weren't scavenging for carbon emissions, like going around and no. tracking. No, no, no. You're right. I mean, uh, yeah. Willie's three months now. He's already been. We already did four hikes with him. We've just been building it up because. Um, yeah. the last hike we did before he was born, we were in Poland and Maggie made me do a freaking eight mile hike and she had a big belly then and she was carrying me up this mountain. But, uh, no, she's the most she ever did. Cause she's been to 47 countries, including us and Poland. I think she did, um, 19 miles in 24 hours one time. So she, uh, she got me back into it when we met. And then, uh, yeah, we've taken them on four. You know, it's been a little chilly. But, uh, yeah, we've already got a bunch of hikes planned coming up yeah. in the next uh, few months. But And one of the things I told the audience is I'm, I'm trying to make a habit. It sucks. You can't – it's really difficult to get 35-millimeter film printed now and not risk, yeah. like, having your canister of film destroyed. Yeah, but I said, what I'm going to start probably, doing yeah. is, yeah, I'm carrying around my – you know, Canon DSLR instead of my phone. So I'm not always taking the phone out. I don't want him to see that the phone is access to the world. It's like, oh, what's that? That's a camera designed to take pictures and shoot some videos. I think, yes, it's technology, but it's better than pulling your phone out every five minutes. And then the phone is, you just don't want a kid to see that the phone is everything. Like, like you got to imagine seeing it for the first time through your eyes. Like, Dad pulls his phone out whenever he needs to take a crap, whenever he takes a picture, whenever he wants to watch something. It's like, right. to me, the other thing too, Jim, is I got a, uh, just like a, now they're so cheap, like a hundred dollar projector, uh, and like a, a white, uh, screen. So this mm-hmm. way now, if we're going to watch, uh, like TV, I'm doing it through the projector because it doesn't have the terrible flicker rate that the, uh, like smart TVs ah. do. So I yeah. was like, all right, I'm doing that because if I want to watch, you know, some innocent kids thing, the kids dancing to music that once he gets in the, the little walker, I'm like, I want him to be able to do some of that stuff 
but I don't want to plop them in front of a smart TV because God only knows what the hell they're running through that crap. So I'd rather have it come through the projector onto a screen and it's not burning their eyes out either. So, I mean, look, you can't shield them from everything because it's the world we live in. But I think in the formative years, in the first 10 years of their life, you can get them to understand that technology is a tool rather than a way of life i think that's the way to introduce it and then that way it's like people like us that didn't grow up with you know a computer in our pocket we could survive without it because we know what it's like without it if you raise your kid where from the point that they're a day old that they cannot survive without a smartphone all of a sudden at 10 years old you're trying to take it away from them they're going to go into deep dark depression you know, it's it's crazy. So there, that, that's yeah. just a lot of the things I think you got to do. Another idea. So a few years ago, if your kids are older, I did this. I took a book to an, a park and went on a hike. And I halfway through the trail, I found this cool stump. This, you know, it was a great seat. I just sat down and started reading. And I can't tell you how many people walked by me and said, that's a great <laughs> idea. That's great. Except one of the things they were a little upset about was, there was a pile of dead highlighters laying next to you. <laughs> so the carbon police are going to come by and hand you a ticket. All right, Jim, anything else before uh, we take off? No, nope. good show. We'll be back soon. All right, Jim, I appreciate it very much. We'll be back. There's a whole lot more. And then on the next show, when I open up, guys, I'll give you the name of the website and everything where you could pick up that book uh, because I think those things are very important. And if you get a chance to read them, then when Jim finally talks about them, it'll be a much more interesting discussion. All right, folks, thank you very much. Make sure you leave us a five-star review at Apple Podcasts along with a comment. Join us over at pain.tv slash gold for less than $9 a month. And think about making a donation over at donorbox.org slash Dustin Gold Show. My name is Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion. at pain.tv slash gold.